0: Say goodbye to fishy feeds and hello to Grubly Layer Feed. Chickens love foraging for insects and plants, so Grubly Farms wants to feed them the way nature intended. Grubly Layer Feed is the world's first naturally balanced feed
1: made with nutrient-rich grubs and plant-based ingredients for happier, healthier chickens. It promotes strong, protective feathers, firm, healthy
0: eggshells, rich, creamy yolks, and happy chickens. So head on over to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. Your flock will thank you. Welcome to We Drink and We
1: Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community.
0: We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life.
1: We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing.
0: We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey, Buff. What you drinking today? I just opened a Tangelicious Tangerine Ale from Millersburg Brewing Company. And yes, that is a repeat, but that's all right. (laughs) It has a super cool, like, hippie-looking horse on it i love it it's delicious Mm, yummy so what are you drinking over there
1: i opened um well you guys probably heard it was already open because i had a little bit the other day um a quattro gatti which is a pinot grigio Mm. um and it's got kind of cool cat artwork on it like the cat is dressed up like she's from old timey days and she's super fancy (laughs) um but i do love a good pinot grigio so i have a lot of wine just sitting around so i thought i would drink some of it
0: like it yeah doing it for the pod (laughs) our drink peep this episode is our friend caleb wood over at honey creek homestead over on the instagram so cheers lady
1: cheers So we just did a mini sowed, and we were like, oh, no, we need to do a mini- another mini sowed this episode. And something we haven't done in a while is give you guys just some quick updates on some of the projects going around on our farms. So we wanted to do that today. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, Bev, do you want to give us an
0: update on one of the projects happening at your farm? Yes, the project that will never end is the (laughs) renovations of our original chicken coop. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be doing that for forever, I'm sure of it. (laughs) That's a big project, though yeah it is a really big project and it's funny like so i knew that we needed to do some things for that chicken coop like it was kind of drafty it always felt a little dirty some things didn't really work all that great and um i thought this year i was like i'm just gonna get like a roof on the run and then that'll make me happy that'll make me feel like i like did something good for them (laughs) and then we got this cutest coop and you know i painted it i decorated it the my pet chicken chickens live in like the bougiest luxury (laughs) you've ever seen in your entire life in that cutest coop and I was like well our original flock has been laying for us for like three years now like we should really give them an upgrade so upgrade them (laughs) we have and it's like it's ridiculous (laughs) they have walls now they have a new floor Uh, they have new nesting boxes that have like roll away um, like a place for the eggs to roll into Uh, we gave them a second run and like built it it's a really nice second run and it has like grass in it and we're keeping grass in it like we close the door every few days so that it doesn't all die Mm -hmm. and it has a roof on it and yeah it's looking so nice and yesterday we were painting it so now we're on like the painting phase and we're actually putting in a Peeps and chicks interior, just like what Cutest Coops has in theirs. Oh. Um, because that chicken coop is really big. It's like ridiculously big for, I've got nine chickens in there. Um, and I'll probably move a few of the My Pet Chicken chickens into it because I have a few full size chickens, but a mm-hmm. lot of that flock is Bantams. I'm going to move the full size chickens over to the other coop just because, you know, when they start, like, really doing their pecking order, like, the little ones are probably going to get picked on. So I might as well yeah. put them with the bigger guys. Um, but it'll also save me some time because in the wintertime, I'll be able to get, like, all the goat feed and stuff from that people side of oh, the partition yeah because yeah, I'm gonna put all like the feed trash cans and stuff and like the halters and ropes for Herc and jupe and like you know other things that I like grab on a daily basis but I have to run all the way into the barn for mm-hmm. so like the the renovation is fulfilling several things it's gonna make wintertime chores a little easier it's gonna keep those chickens in just like so much more like comfortable and cleaner settings. I just, I absolutely love it. Um, but it's also gonna help that building last longer because everything got a fresh coat of paint and like everything's really like humid and rainy and like yucky here and wood doesn't last very long if you're not like, you know, reapplying some sort of protectant mm. on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like at least, you know, every several years is probably reasonable so I'm thinking that this paint job will last us like at least five maybe I can get a little longer out of it but that coop has been here for like 10 years and it's just not getting its first like new uh paint job so it's held up that long so now this building is going to last longer because it's getting a new coat of paint so I'm happy (laughs)
1: that's awesome
0: so what's one of your projects that you've got going on so I'm preparing for a cow Um, yay i probably should have just said moo (laughs) moo
1: yeah um it's just like it's a big undertaking but it's not that bad so we have to make a run and shed for the cow um and my husband got how many did he get i think he got seven pallets from work so we're gonna use that as like the foundational structure and then obviously build up higher because we're gonna do like a, a tilted roof. Um so I don't know exactly how high it is gonna be. Probably like seven feet and then it'll we'll slope down is my guess.
0: You're not gonna make it like fifteen like we did our no. run in for some weird reason. No, I don't I don't think so. Good. <laughs> uh, we're not housing a giraffe, we're housing a little
1: herd highland cutie mix oh my god i love her already and i haven't even met her um anyways so we're gonna use palettes which is great because i love not paying for things and his work just has them so i'm hoping he'll bring some more with him too so we can have just like extra wood around because i don't like paying for that if i don't have Mm -hmm. to um but obviously we're gonna put like plywood over it or um Metal siding or something like that. We're still trying to decide. Our neighbor has a ton of metal roof panels, um, and he lets us just take it. But I told Matt today, I was like, maybe ask him if he doesn't mind if we take, you know, a decent amount of it, and we'll give him money for it because I just don't want to take it from him. Um, unless he really just doesn't want it, then okay. <laughs> but I I want to give him something for it. Um, And we're still trying to nail down exactly, like, what we're going to use for all of the materials. But it's going to be about 8 by 12. Um, So it should be plenty for the one cow. And the goal is to make it something that's easy to take apart or easy to take apart enough to move later because... um, what I would like is to get something from this company called stubborn rebel farms. That's local in Michigan. And they do a bunch of Amish made stuff and they make these beautiful buildings for just like a couple thousand dollars. I could have something really, really bougie and they just come in and they like have it on a flatbed and they drop it off.
0: Oh, so, nice. and
1: like you can get these beautiful buildings with like multiple stalls. And it's like, I could do kidding season out in those stalls. Like it would be amazing. Um, So I have big dreams, but that's kind of expensive. So I want to save for that over time, not something I want to do right now. So we're going (laughs) to just build something that, I mean, the cow is not going to look at it and go, (laughs) I'm not living here. So as long (laughs) as it's not a total eyesore, it'll be a win. Um, We're also going to split the pasture kind of right down the middle. Um, So that will require us to pull out some fence posts that are old, from like way before we lived here we got a fence post puller so we're gonna pull those out so we can reuse them and then we're gonna have to buy some fencing i'm still gonna stick with the goat and sheep fencing because i don't want the goats like trying to slip through the fence to go visit the cow right away um so they're gonna be like neighbors the goats and cows for a while and we'll see how that goes so they can you know see each other through the fence get to know each other uh, good fences make for good neighbors. So that's what we're going to go with there. <laughs> eventually, I do want to like intermingle them because goats and cows can actually be successful pasture mates eventually. And while doing some research on this, I did find a fun fact um, that I wanted to share. Uh, gastrointestinal pest- parasites from goats will not survive in the stomach of a cattle. And gastrointestinal parasites from cattle will not survive in the stomach of a goat. So if you're worried about poop being a problem and kind of cross parasite issues happening, it's literally not possible with this combination. And with this combination, um, it's great because cows want to graze and goats want to browse. So this is going to be awesome for us. Because while this means more fence stretching for us in the spring and early summer it'll be awesome because we can like send the goats in first to do all the fun browsing and then rotate the cow in to do all the grazing. Um, so we'll do some commingling. We'll do some separation. I want to get to the point uh, where we can do a pasture rotation, especially if there is a parasite problem for either the cow or the goats. Um, but once they do commingle, I'll put a board like across the entrance of the smaller little pasture area into the barn so the cow can't get into the barn area but the goats can so the goats have a way to get away from the cow if they don't like the cow (laughs) but the cow can't go in there it's also not a great idea to house your cow with your goats because obviously a cow is much bigger than a goat and can crush smaller goats if it lays down on it yeah yeah so those are kind of those are like the things i'm already thinking of um but i think we'll be keeping the goat and the cow separate for a while
0: But i'm very excited yeah if you guys can't tell i'm very excited i'm very (laughs) excited for you i love having a cow like he doesn't do anything but like eats but he like comes Mm -hmm. up and like asks for pets and like I keep the flies off of him and I like watching him out there and he actually really loves our goats. If his area was set up so that the goats couldn't get out, like all we have mm. is horse fencing on the front oh. so the goats could just like walk under it, Um, I would let the goats out into his area because they would browse the shit out of all of that giant (laughs) stuff that we have everywhere there's like brambles on all the perimeters and stuff I actually feel a little guilty the goats should really be out there like enjoying all of that stuff but maybe someday I'll fix that fencing issue but I love being able to see him and he loves hanging out with the goats so I think that's gonna work out really well
1: yeah that fencing though it's no joke it's expensive so if you're gonna do it it's almost like you need to do it in increments so either for financial purposes or just for your sanity, because it's it's a lot of work. But we have so much overgrowth and stuff that it just, in my mind, makes sense to do that because we're not going to stay here for forever, at least I don't think. So when we go to sell it to somebody, like it's going to be that more much more appealing to them if there's already fencing in place.
0: Yeah, I agree, especially if they're going to do something like what you guys are doing. So. Yeah. For sure. So any other projects
1: that you're working on right now?
0: So my other main project right now is the garden um, I'm still trying to get transitioned to fall gardening and I haven't quite gotten there although today I did get almost all of the tomatoes out <laughs> so that I had room for more like radishes and beets and carrots but I forgot to water my tray of carrots so I think my water I think I think my tray of carrots is toast unfortunately <laughs> so I'll have to start over with those um, but that's alright I've got radishes and beets growing that I transplanted from trays and that went really well so I'll probably do something like that again with carrots cool thing about carrots is um, you can actually leave them in there over the winter and then pick them in the screen in the spring when the ground thaws and they're sweeter if you them in there after a freeze so I'm not too worried about that one but yeah it's I'm like kind of getting to a point where uh, it was like it was like 78 today or something like that so it felt really hot Um, but we're going to have a freeze again this week. So we're like, we're in that bouncing back and forth phase. So like one day I'm like, let's leave that tomato plant. It's still summer. (laughs) And then the next day I'm like, we're not going to have any lettuce because I forgot to plant it. It's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Every day is like its own little like micro thing right now. Um, (laughs) I still need to build those beds inside the greenhouse. I just haven't had time to do it. But I did start some pepper plants inside the greenhouse. So the greenhouse will have pepper plants in it, but I I haven't started any tomatoes or cucumbers. So I don't know that that's going to get off the ground. But I think regardless of whether or not I'm able to harvest anything from that greenhouse um, garden bed, I want to plant plants in it this winter because I want to track... Uh, how long I can keep things alive in it because that'll help Mm -hmm. me like actually put a plan together because I've been kind of messing around with how I structure my day and use time Um, because like I do so many things I can get lost in one project or one thing for too long and Mm -hmm. like do things that aren't really important and then it derails me from doing something else that I'm like really excited about also. So like when I know how long I can actually keep things alive out there, that will help me like look at a calendar and plan backwards for like Mm, when should I be planting those things so that I can actually get them harvested and and have the maximum benefit from this greenhouse during the winter so like the first year of everything is really hard I feel like the second year is when you start to like kind of get your footing and then the third year you're like all right now how can I experiment with this and like really make it my own so (laughs) I'm still in that like first phase with the greenhouse where not exactly sure what to do with it and because i'm having this problem with like project juggling um i just like i haven't gotten around to it but I- i'm on the right track now so i don't know when it's gonna happen but th- i'm supposed to sit down and make my quarter plan tonight <laughs> 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 so in a few days like i'll know when that bed's gonna go in because once i make my quarter plan like i'll stick to it unless there's like an emergency but i'll leave like days and um hours in for like things that come up that you know, I wasn't planning on because you have to. Otherwise, you're just going to derail yourself all the time because there's always something coming up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you live on a farm. So totally. Yeah. So what's next for you?
1: So our weather's been kind of psychotic lately, too. Um, today, it wasn't as hot. Yesterday it was like 80 degrees and it was like wet. Um, it's not totally out of the normal though. It's just my brain. I've been drinking pumpkin spice coffee since mid August. So I'm like (laughs) ready for a sweatshirt every day. Um, but I've started because it is going to dip down. It's going to start being more consistently in the middle fifties starting late this week. Um, so by the time this drops, um, it will be headed in that direction at least. Uh, so I've started prepping my winter checklist And I've also been focusing on downsizing on our ducks and our roosters, Um, which if you don't like hearing about culling or processing, you might want to skip forward the next couple minutes because that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, So I'll start with downsizing ducks. So we hatched, (laughs) we had that homicidal duck mom (laughs) this year and she like would start hatching eggs and the baby would start coming out and then she'd like go homicidal and kill the baby. So we took all the eggs and put them in the um, incubator and I ended up having a bunch of ducklings. So now I have like five ducks that I didn't really want in the first place. Um, One for sure is female. So I'll probably keep her, but the other four um, I'm pretty sure they're Rowan Muscovy mixes, which means if they do lay eggs, uh, they can't be fertile. Like you can't, those that hybrid doesn't work to actually produce baby ducks.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: So I'm debating if I want to take them to the auction or if I want to process them. I was talking to my husband about it and we, you know, he he's not scared to process things. I'm a little more like hesitant um, just because I haven't done it before. Um, he's obviously, you know, cleaned out a deer before, after he went hunting. So like, he's feeling like he could figure it out. Like just watching some YouTube videos, which we both probably could. Um, since it would only be like four, but there's really two other males that I kind of want to get rid of. So it might be six. Um, we might try to do it ourselves. I also have the option of taking them to a processing place, but it is $15 a duck. So I'm kind of like, well, maybe we'll just try it on our own and see how it goes. Uh, Because I'd also have to, like, either build or purchase something to transport them in and, like, leave them in. And, like, a poultry cage that's, like, portable for that reason is, like, you know, like $65. Which, if you're going to be doing that a lot, makes sense. But right now I'm kind of like, eh, maybe I'll just try to do it myself or take them to the auction. Um, The reason why to downsize is like if I think most of them might be males and I'm just not I'm in the point of my homestead career, whatever you want to call it, journey, my homestead journey, where if you're just eating and you don't have a purpose like mm, you got to be bringing me joy on some level Uh, like the goats that are weathered, they bring me joy because they love me. The ducks and the roosters don't necessarily love me.
0: (laughs) I've been having that struggle with the ducks too. So, you know, I picked up all those ducks from like the family farm and fleet. So I have, uh, how many ducks do I have? I don't even know. I have three. Yeah, I have five. (laughs) I have three. It feels like a million. I have three male ducks and I have two female. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I have to do something about those male ducks. And in fact, I have to do something about the ducks in general. They don't have a house yet. And like, oh. winter is knocking on the door. Yeah, they're going into the chicken tractor every night. We do the duck parade every morning and every night. Aww. And sometimes I laugh about it because it is really fun. And then other times I'm like, oh, I have to go put on pants because I have to go outside and do the duck parade. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I don't wear my pajamas to go do um, farm chores because I I I don't like getting hay on them.
1: Okay,
0: because like I'm like getting into my bed and I don't know. I've just like I've decided that like I I wear real clothes outside. I know it's like it's such a pain. but it makes me feel better because then I can, like, wear my really nice pajama pants, like, five go. days in a row without washing them. So it works. And I can't get hay out of anything. Anytime hay gets stuck to a piece of, like, like <laughs> clothing like that, it's in it for forever. So I've, like, given up. I'm <laughs> like, no, no hay on my, like, PJ clothes. Uh, but anyways, yeah, the ducks the ducks are killing me right now. I don't know what to do about them. And i, I think we're, I think that we're kind of leaning towards eating the males and maybe all oh, yeah. of them because I don't know if I want to hatch more ducks like I like the females they're fun but ducks are so messy yeah and they're hard to take care of and if I have two like I can just get them like an insulated doghouse for now yeah and be fine like I don't know I haven't decided what to do but yeah I'm I'm feeling that struggle yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling you right now
1: <laughs> yeah if it's just going to be two females, too, you might be able to put them in your chicken coop. But you're right. They are messier. So you'd have to have like a pool.
0: <laughs> and yeah. you have to figure
1: out how to keep the pool thawed during the winter too. So. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: But they'll yeah. they'll have a, a thawed area because I have like those um, stock tank mm, de-icers mm-hmm. for the goats and stuff. So mm-hmm. like they'd be fine there.
1: Yeah, that's what we use too.
0: Yeah, they'll probably get like a insulated doghouse in the goat pasture and continue to live with the goats because that goat uh, duck relationship seems to be pretty respectful. Like they just oh. they just don't go near each other. The only thing is, is the the ducks uh, really mess up their water, so the goats need their own water. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, our geese like to clean out their noses in the morning and the like bigger trough type things that the goats use. And I usually have to dump those more than I'd like because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they're jerks. But yeah, the geese are kind of sassy to the baby goats though. So I have to watch it when they're out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> so like I said, we're downsizing the ducks. We're also downsizing the roosters. We have way too many roosters than we have for a long time. Um, and we can't auction them off because they might carry avian leucosis, which we had many episodes about that. So if you go to our website, drinkandfarm.com, and in the little search box, type in avian leucosis or Merrick's disease, like all six episodes will come up. I just did that for a listener <laughs> that is having some issues and oh. she's curious if it is avian leucosis. So that's a handy feature that's super easy to do on your laptop, not so easy on your phone.
0: Yeah. There's not a search box on the mobile. Yeah. Sorry. Bev's not a web developer. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> um,
1: but anyways, because of that, like it, that spreads through chicken sex. So I don't, I can't in good conscience, like auction off those birds. Um, so we might call them due to the high number and they harass the ladies and if they're harassing my ladies and they're not doing their job of protecting the flock because they're too busy trying to get it on with the ladies, um, I'm probably just going to take them out. Um, and I necess- not wouldn't necessarily process them because of the roosters that we have. Like, there's not a lot of meat on them. Um, so that right there might upset some people. But, like, I have to do what's best with for myself and my flock so that might just be culling them and it'll be a lot quieter around here too we'd still have probably a decent amount of roosters left but you know we have Diablo he's a Polish crested chicken and he tries to attack me every time I go outside like I literally can't go collect eggs because He tries to attack me. So, my husband has to do all the chicken stuff. Oh, my Um, gosh. And I pay a lot of money to live here. So, I don't know why he's still alive. Um, Yeah. So, he's going to be gone soon. (laughs) I won't describe how we do it here. Because, again, that might upset some people. Um, But, they, yeah. So, those are some things that kind of surprise me that I'm thinking about that way. Because, like, one or two years ago, I wouldn't have considered um, processing... Or auctioning off something because I've very much been like, if you have an animal, you're you're responsible for it until it dies. Um, obviously, I still feel very strongly about that with like larger animals, but for chickens and ducks, I'm kind of changing my mind a little bit there.
0: Well, you got to think of like the animal's quality of life also, and yeah. if that animal is just like so high-strung, it's just like attacking you every time you go outside, like. That means that it's going into like a serious fight or flight every time it sees yeah, you. Yeah. And th- that's that a good point. that rooster is not having a good life either. No, he's a dick. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. And you know, and, and you can cull animals and still have them like serve like a quote unquote purpose without like actually processing them. So, whenever we have a, a chicken die unexpectedly, I have not actually, I was thinking about this today, I haven't had to cull anything knock on wood. But I have processed chickens like for meat specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, But I put them all in the compost because we compost our our animals that have deceased um, because that allows them to go um, back into the soil and feed our vegetables. So it's still like you know, had a purpose, if that makes sense, because I do Mm -hmm. care greatly about the lives that are on our farm. And I try to always give them all like the best purpose that I can. And that was something that I came up with um, that at least makes me feel better. So
1: it's a really good point.
0: You got to do what you got to do. Honestly, I think that the more animals I have, just the less I'm willing to put up with of certain things Mm -hmm. and like if you'll remember right I got rid of all of my roosters just a few months ago because it just like I just couldn't take it anymore the kids wouldn't go outside they wouldn't do any chores that I needed them to do nobody could do anything I I couldn't go on vacation because The roosters would flog the crap out of everybody that came here to take care of the chickens. And I'm like, how can I ask my neighbor to take care of my chickens if I know that they could possibly get a spur to the face? Like, it just, and I know that they're doing their job, but I've just decided. I'm going to not hatch anything until I'm ready to try roosters again, because there are roosters that are good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get all pullets from my pet chicken and not have to have that problem. Um, but your responsibility lies within a lot of things. It's more complicated than just, yeah. you know, I don't know. You got to do what you got to do uh, right. for your own sanity and for the overall like health and symbiosis on your farm.
1: Yeah. And it's about to get colder. They're not going to be able to go forage and they're just going to be inside eating all the time. And mm-hmm. if they're not, if they don't have a purpose and they're not making me happy, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, the other thing I'm thinking through right now, too, in preparation is the water situation um, because we're going to need more heaters because now my husband built these beautiful goose houses and the geese are out in the pasture. Um, and they do their thing all day and they love their water but now i have to buy more stock tank heaters and figure out how many freaking extension cords am i going to need <laughs> for this for this winter and where am i going to plug them in at and how do we do this safely so that's another part of that whole project too that i'm thinking through is just how to keep everybody happy and hydrated this winter so i think we're gonna do a whole episode on how we're gonna handle that this year yep. so we won't go into it too much but it's just a little teaser guys like it's almost october
0: It's definitely time to start thinking of it. And, you know, if if you live anywhere north of us, you're probably way ahead of the game. Oh, yeah. Probably. (laughs) You're like, these guys are late to the game. We are late. And if you live south of us, you're like, what winter game? (laughs) Bitches are crazy. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, that's all that we've got kind of. There's always something happening, um, but they don't exactly make for, like, whole episode topics. So it's nice to do, like, a little update absolutely so just a few housekeeping
1: items hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen this helps more people like you find
0: us and leave us a review over on apple Podcasts because you might be entered into a monthly drawing for a super cool mug and do us a favor and share this episode over on instagram
1: in your stories and make sure you tag at Trinkin' farm because we're gonna send you a promo code just for that episode and it'll give you a percentage off in our shop so that's it guys
0: That's all we got today for our fun mini zode. And until next time, drink, farm, and and give give zero zero clucks. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm
1: things.